0: the award-winning Your Financial Editor Program on 930 WFMD, news from the worlds of business and finance with Your Financial Editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor Program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD. At wfmd.com and as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast, search your financial editor, and you will have it right there at your fingertips. I am Chris Murray, your host. Thanks so much for being with us. Hope your weekend's going well and um, really good program for you today. Interesting top stories, a little bit of economic data for you, and then joining me in just a little bit, Miss Riley Gaines. 12 uh, time NCAA uh, swim champion. She's from the university uh, or went to the University of Kentucky. Now she uh, is a spokesman for the Independent Women's Forum. So we're going to get into the importance of that organization, what they do, what Riley does, um, and how it could benefit your your daughters, your granddaughters, your nieces. Uh, the people that you care about the young ladies uh, and the young adults uh, in your life and we're going to talk about a really important story um, and how she was robbed of um, of of titles and wins because of uh, William Thomas from the University of Pennsylvania uh, a man swimming in the women's sport so we're going to jump into that. Again, the ramifications of that, uh, not just in school, but also in the working world. Uh, A lot of top stories, like I said, of importance this week. Unfortunately, a lot of them had to do with layoffs. Uh, We heard more big names. This is just a trend that won't stop. Boeing said that they plan uh, staffing cuts in their uh, aerospace finance and human resources departments. Uh, in 2023. They're looking at around 2,000 jobs being lost. Um, and again, it's primarily white collar in finance, in um, human resources. And um, this is simply because, you know, they grew very fast. They they in, really intend to continue to grow going forward and hire employees this year. But what we're kind of seeing, and some of these companies are going back to or doing more of is they're outsourcing a lot of these uh, white collar jobs. So um, these positions are going to be outsourced to a company called Tata Consulting Services in where? India. So they're they're sending them to another country. It's really a shame because, of course, Boeing just relocated uh, their Um, headquarters over in Arlington, Virginia, and now they're coming out with uh, these 2,000 uh, job eliminations that nobody wants to hear about at any time um, during the year. uh, Dell Technologies, they're set to cut about 5% of their global workforce amid really just what they're calling an uncertain future. For the computer company. So uh, Dell is looking at all of the changes, uh, the lack of demand for PCs, because basically people are using their phones for more and more of their technology uh, wants and needs. And um, they're looking at about six thousand six hundred fifty jobs that will be eliminated. So that's going to be really tough. Uh, it's going to put uh, Dell's workforce at the lowest level we've seen in about six years. So, um, you know, just another company. On top of that, Disney. So it really doesn't matter what sector you're talking about. Just in the last couple minutes, I talked about aerospace, talked about technology right there. And then you look at Disney. So um Disney is deserving of uh the 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 wrath that it's experiencing right now. It uh, brought it on itself. Um, you know, we talked about uh Bob Iger coming back last year out of retirement, replacing the guy that he put in his seat. Okay. He he chose that guy, uh Chepik, and that guy was an epic failure. And Bob Iger comes back and he's trying to act like this great savior on the white horse, you know, the knight in shining armor. He oversaw all of the nonsense at Disney for probably 20 years before this other guy came in for a year. So now he's back there. So he's trying to act like, oh, you know, I'm going to come in and fix everything. He allowed it to happen. So now you've got Walt Disney saying they're going to cut about 7,000 jobs. Um, they're going to try to save five point five billion dollars in their overhaul about one point five billion in operating costs and another three billion from reductions in um, in content and also uh, it just overall in employment so this is part of a major restructuring trying to you know help the company save uh billions of dollars um, Poor Roy Disney has got to be spinning in his grave. That poor guy created a wonderful company, a wonderful experience for children. And you've got Disney along with uh, the other filth like uh, Hulu and Netflix and, um, you know, you name it, HBO, um, really just polluting whatever content they put out there. They're trying to force this uh, false narrative, this unhealthy narrative in everything they do to try to make it normal. And of course, it's uh, worst. I mean, we're older. We can see it uh, and get disgusted by it and call it for what it is, speak truth. But for these children, um, you know, if they don't have a good mom and dad, a good aunt and uncle, good, you know, grandmother and grandfather there to talk about these things and to point them out and to let them know that it's not normal and not natural, then you know they're just being indoctrinated. So uh, Bob Iger, like I said, oversaw this. Now he's coming in trying to fix it. Um, I say, you know, good luck, but um, they've lost so much business. And, you know, they also own ESPN. You've seen their ratings tank over the years. They had to fire people who were running their mouth about things that they never should have been um, because they were supposed to be sports commentators. And uh, they became very political and um, and started voicing stupid opinions, just stupid. So some have been fired. Some are still there. Um, and uh, it's weighing on Disney when you look at their earnings and stock prices and things. So, of course, when they announced they're going to cut people's jobs and try to save over $5 billion, the stock rallied. Um, But, you know, again, you're looking at it. It's rallying for the wrong reason. Um, They really need to get back to the traditional uh, Disney values and away from all the nonsense, uh, whether it's the Buzz Lightyear stuff, again, that I heard was a a, a failure and and a real turnoff. You just have mothers and fathers and grandparents and aunts and uncles um, that just they don't want to take children to these these films, or even to some of the parks because of uh, what they're exposed to. So, as I've said for years and years, I've been doing this program for 25 years. I'm not a big poll person, right? Because you can sway polls based on how you ask the question. However, every single poll you look at right now is negative when it comes to uh, the economy. And another one came out this week that I saw by Gallup. Um, it was it's a financial poll. They've been asking this question since 1976. It's pretty simple. You as an American, are you better off than you were a year ago? Well, half of the U.S. adults that were polled said they're worse off financially now than they were a year ago. That's only happened two times since 1976. That many people are saying they were worse off. This one poll that was just taken for this year and then in the Great Recession era of 2008, 2009, that's it. So, you know, you look at in 2020 when Gallup asked this exact same question before the virus made its way here from China. Fifty nine percent of U.S. adults said they were better off than the year before which is one of Gallup's highest readings ever. And then, like I said, the virus comes, the government overreaches. They continue to try to push this uh, ridiculous medical mandate where most of us are just walking away laughing at them, and we have been after the 15-day flatten the curve thing when you saw them start to uh, step over the line, the CDC and everybody else. You know, a lot of people told them, and they should have, just go pound sand. Don't tell me what to do, where to go. How to live my life, what to put in my body? Don't even think about it. And it worked out really well, by the way, um, for uh, those folks. Um, now, if they, of course, you always have to have the disclaimer, in case you know people are out there that don't have common sense, if you had a comorbidity, or for some reason, it made sense for you even though you were against the uh, vaccine to get it, then they would have gotten it, I would believe. At least the folks I talked to were just common sense came in to play because they had a pre-existing condition. But it's a sad thing to see that over half of the U.S. adults that were surveyed for this Gallup poll said they're worse off financially than a year ago. So people run around. Oh, and by the way, it's even worse for lower income people. So for Folks that really do care about the working class, I like to count myself in there. I appreciate uh, the people that get up and uh, and go to work every single day. And, of course, they're making their lives better uh, for themselves and their families, but they're making the country better, too. I have total respect for those people that work their tails off in all industries. I don't care what color your collar is, right? But I do have a soft spot. Uh, soft spot in my heart for, you know, the people that are low income that are trying and trying and trying. And it's hard. You know, it, it's, it's extra hard, I should say, on them. But for those lower income groups, uh, the majority of the respondents, 61 percent, reported that their financial situation has uh, or had worsened over the past year. Um, so it's across the board. It's, it's lower, middle and upper, but especially tough. For those uh, lower income folks. And um, it's just not fair. And it's also, you know what? It's not necessary for people, the, the poor folks, those on fixed incomes, the single moms out there. It's not necessary for them to be fighting this fight so hard. I mean, they have to, but it's because of ridiculous policies, period. Oh, you want to have a war on traditional energy. Yeah, the traditional energy that we have an abundance of, we're the best at harvesting that energy. We do it in the cleanest fashion, and it's uh, it, you know—it's abundant and could drive down energy costs, which, again, people can't get away from. But, no, you don't want to do that. You want to wage this war. So good luck with that, by the way. Um, and more and more comes out. Um, I think that that's going to we're going to learn if you haven't already taken it upon yourself to learn about these things and the facts. It's coming your way. Um, I, I, I guarantee it. The Congressional Budget Office, by the way, released a pair of reports offering options for reducing the federal budget deficit that could provide a roadmap for lawmakers to save Social Security, Medicare and the Highway Trust Fund. Because if they don't, like we've been saying for decades, if if the elected officials don't act to shore up these programs, they become insol- uh, insolvent. So these three major trust funds are going to be tapped out over the next 10 years or so. The Highway Trust Fund is exhausted in 2027. Medicare's Hospital Insurance Trust Fund is done in 2030 and social security old age and survivors insurance trust fund in 2033 so something's got to give because otherwise if this happens within the next 10 years taxes are going to go up benefits are going to have to be cut something So, you know, don't use it as a political tool like we see with this administration right now. They're going to take your Medicare. They're going to take your Social Security. They're going to push you off the cliff in a wheelchair because they're evil. Uh, No, they're not. They're fiscal conservatives. They're compassionate. And anybody brave enough to bring this subject up should be listened to if, in fact, their true purpose is to is to fix it because it has to be fixed. So don't buy into all the other garbage, because that's all it is, is garbage. By the way, our federal deficit here in the United States, we're already in the red $459 billion for the first three months of our fiscal year. That is 77% over the previous year. So, p- again, people running around beating their chest, that things are great financially, are liars. And I think that Gallup poll and just the conversations we have with people um, know it. And they're figuring it out that these politicians, it's all about greed. It's all about money. It's all about power. It's all about control. And folks are sick of it. So they're becoming more educated, more open-minded. They're not getting kind of caught flat-footed with these uh, talking points that come out. They're seeing and hearing people for what they really are. And, look, it's simple. These budget talks, because, again, we hit the debt ceiling, it's really simple. The fiscal conservatives are saying, look, if we're going to have a conversation about raising the debt ceiling, which will happen, by the way, it will be raised, but if we're going to have that conversation and allow that to happen, a fiscal conservative is saying you're going to cut somewhere else you're going to cut $1 or $1 $2 or $3 for every dollar we raise common sense just like the last administration did with regulations you remember us talking about that it was real simple for a politician all right you want to put in some new regulation that's a shame but okay you want to do that all right you have to cut 2 existing regulations to put one new one in everybody knows we're overregulated too much red tape all baloney too much government interference so if you wanted to put in a new regulation get rid of two because we have too many same thing you want to raise the debt ceiling by a dollar all right cut two or three dollars somewhere else common sense And that's what we need to remember, not the other talking points in the media, uh, which is a shame, but the media replaying them and actually playing them louder to make it seem like it's more dramatic. I'll tell you something that was really uh, refreshing. Um, We saw the House Ways and Means Committee this week hold their hearing. In Petersburg, West Virginia. Now, I know that might sound odd, but to me, I thought it was great that they got out of uh, Washington D.C. where they all have the Potomac Fever. Right? Everybody feels more important than what they really are. I get it. I mean, you get down there, and you know, you want to fit in, and you know, you start getting tips on you know how to get into things that other people might not know about yet, and the. All the problems we've talked about with the stock trading, with the elected officials and with their staff members. It's even worse with the staff members, apparently. Um, But it was nice. So they go out to West Virginia. It was the first full hearing of the Ways and Means Committee. Um, And they wanted to make sure that the voices of these hardworking Americans were heard, not the political class in D.C., but the hardworking people out there, what did they talk about? Well, no big surprise. The high food costs, high gasoline costs, um, supply chain setbacks, too many federal regulations. But they heard it from the working man and woman. And um, hopefully, you know, this committee is going to take it serious and uh, start to focus on that as much as possible to change Uh, legislation so that things do get better for the working class. Now, just the opposite of the working class is a billionaire like Bill Gates, right? And he argued this week that it's not hypocritical for him to travel by private jet while he's supposedly trying to fight climate change. So uh, it was fortunate to see after Gates flew in his private jet, To Kenya, a BBC reporter, Uh, I'll actually call him a journalist. I don't know anything about him. But to ask this question, I give him my respect. He asked Bill Gates, what do you say to the charge that if you are a climate change campaigner, but you also travel around the world on a private jet, you're a hypocrite? Honest question, not below the belt. Not a, I guess it was a gotcha type thing for Gates because he's like, I'm with the BBC, I'm safe. This is Main Street, Stream Media. You know, I'm good. But what did Gates say? He isn't the problem. He actually said, "Quote, well, I, by the gold standard of funding, Climeworks, which is his company." to do direct air capture that far exceeds my family's carbon footprint. That was his. You could tell how off balance Bill Gates was. He went on to say, quote, I'm comfortable with the idea that not only am I not part of the problem by paying for the offsets, but also through the billions that my breakthrough energy group is spending, that I am part of the solution. You can't make this up, man. These people think they're too good to travel like everybody else, and then they run around running their mouth about climate change. And don't forget who's the largest agricultural uh, landowner in the in America. It's Bill Gates, two hundred eighty-seven thousand acres. What's he? This isn't just. Um, you know barren desert agricultural prime fertile agricultural property what's he why does he want that what does he want to grow and what does he want you to eat that he produces mush he just said at the world economic forum which is a joke in itself that um he really wants these fake foods to catch on and he thinks they can do better than what they're doing right now. Of course, a lot of people, most people actually are rejecting them. Um, But, uh, you know, what does he want to grow the food? And then right away, he's the biggest producer of mush for us to eat in the country. Anyway, private jets are five to 14 times more polluting per passenger than commercial planes. So these people say, well, I have to fly. I can't sail. John Kerry said this recently. That's not the question. Sure, you can fly. Never heard of Southwest, American Airlines, United. You can even go first class if you want. No, too important for that? Oh, okay. I get it. If that's what you want to believe. It's not true, and you could fly commercial, but if if that's the lie you want to tell yourself and all your friends that, you know, you're better um, and you're more important, that's Okay. Um, The only thing that the BBC guy could have gotten in that would have been better is he could have said, you know, hey, were the flights you were on crowded when you were going to Jeffrey Epstein's island? Right. With With all the other pedophiles. That's one of the big reasons that Linda Gates left this guy. So people can talk about how great Microsoft is and all that other stuff. That's a computer. That's a well. it's a program, right? All this other stuff. He's overreaching, and um, I I think he really needs to be watched and watched closely. By the way, I can't wait for John Kerry possibly getting called before Congress to testify about these climate change discussions that he had with China. We know he was talking to Iran during the last administration when he shouldn't have been. But anyway, you've got Bill Gates and Al Gore and John Kerry and Klaus Schwab and all these other clowns that are uh, just wanting to be more important than what they really are. We're going to take a quick break, come back with some economic data, and then I can't wait going to be jumping in on the other side of that with Riley Gaines, the multi-time All-American NCAA swimmer and talking about the Independent Women's Forum where she's a spokesperson and just how twisted college sports and even other sports are now. So that's coming. Stay tuned.
1: I'll second guest dinners with friends because they can be interrupted by diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or oily stools. It turns out I have EPI, or exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, which means I'm missing the enzymes
0: needed to digest food. My doctor prescribed Creon pancrelipase, an oral prescription medication that replaces pancreatic digestive enzymes. Creon treats EPI due to cystic fibrosis, chronic pancreatitis, pancreatectomy or other conditions. Creon may increase your chance of fibrosing colonopathy, a rare bowel disorder. Tell your doctor if you have a history of intestinal blockage or scarring or thickening of your bowel wall. If you're allergic to pork or if you have gout, kidney problems or worsening of painful swollen joints. Call your doctor if you have any unusual or severe gastrointestinal symptoms or allergic reactions. Take Creon as directed by your doctor and always with food. Do not chew capsules as this may cause mouth irritation. Other side effects may include
2: blood sugar changes, gas, dizziness, sore throat and cough. These are Not all the side effects
1: of Creon. Creon is the number one prescribed EPI treatment. Ask your doctor about Creon for EPI and visit creoninfo.com
0: or call 800-633-9110 to learn more. That's C-R-E-O-N info.com. It's local news and talk radio at your fingertips.
2: A service of Frederick Air.
1: Now heard far and wide on the WFMD app from 930 WFMD.
0: Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your uh, podcast and search your financial editor and you'll, uh, you'll be able to find it. So I want to save as much time as I can for Miss uh, Riley Gaines going to be joining me. So let me just touch on something that I, I definitely wanted to get to you uh, before that as far as data. Um, we had Jerome Powell the chair of the Federal Reserve, speaking uh, at the Economic Club of Washington this week. And basically he was saying that um, we have a long way to go still when it comes to inflation uh, before price stability is achieved. So he was saying that uh, we're in the very early stages of disinflation, meaning bringing it down. Uh, but many parts of the marketplace are still experiencing elevated inflation. Um, and a lot of that is the services sector, but it, it's also uh, everywhere you look, just a little more prevalent there. Um, in December, we saw services inflation climb to about 7.5% year over year, the highest level we've seen since 1982. Um, so when you start looking at all these different pieces of uh, inflation data, you know, the CPI at 6.5%, and the you know the producer price index and uh, you look at the um, PCE, which is the favorite for uh, the Federal Reserve, when they're looking at that data um, up over 4%, all of those numbers are much, much higher than the 2%, 2% target that the Federal Reserve has. So they've raised rates and based on what Powell is saying, they're going to have to continue to raise rates. Um, so we need to keep an eye on that because we really have to get a handle on this inflation and do anything we can, because again, it's punishing people every single day. You can't hide from it. You have to buy food for yourself and your family. You have to pay for energy to get around, get to work, heat your house, whatever it may be. Um, these are just things that you, you know, apparel, you have to buy clothes, um, You know, your electricity bills are up, you name it. So this has to be brought under control. Should have never gotten to this point. The word transitory, they should have it tattooed to their forehead because they kept using that when it was not proper. Um, And Jerome Powell, Janet Yellen, everybody in that crew was using that word and they were wrong. So hopefully they'll get a handle on inflation sooner rather than later, and we can get back to, um, to living you know, the normal lives of, um, of being able to control, especially folks, lower income folks and poor people and fixed income and single moms running your life the way you were before all this nonsense the last couple of years. So, all right, quick break. Then we're coming back with Miss Riley Gaines. Going to be a good one. Stay tuned.
1: so far away something i just have to say I don't think this is 9
0: 30 wfmd and wfmd.com now
1: wfmd news testimony continued on friday in the trial of lemuel roberts who's charged with first-degree murder for the death of his ex-wife, Caitlin Roberts, more than three years ago. Dr. Diana Noughton with the Maryland State Medical Examiner's Office spoke about the results of an autopsy on Caitlin Roberts. She said the victim had numerous stab wounds and cutting wounds. Dr. Noughton says the cause of death was sharp force injuries and blunt force injuries from being run over by a car, and the manner of death was homicide. The court heard from two investigators with the Frederick County, Virginia Sheriff's Office, who. Searched a dumpster for evidence for Caitlin Roberts death testimony also came from two deputies who described the arrest of Lemuel Roberts and obtaining a search warrant to extract some of the defendants DNA the trial will resume on Monday at 9 a.m. it's the tenth season for the TV show Maryland Farm and Harvest series producer Bob Ferrier says his crew visited the Burrier Linganore farm in Union Bridge a farming operation which first appeared on the show in its first season Farrier says the farm is operated by Dave and Belinda Burrier. They abandoned dairy farming in 2000 and now grow corn, soybeans, hay, and wheat. They are staunch environmentalists, and so they thought, you know what, it's actually, it's not cost effective for them to revamp their entire uh, waste system. So they just decided, you know what, we're just going to
2: stop being a dairy farm and move all in on with commodities and grain.
1: Farrier says the program will air on Tuesday, February 14th at 7 p.m., and that's Valentine's Day. And for more details on these and other stories you hear on WFMD, go to our website, WFMD.com. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News. Fox News. I'm Karen McHugh. More reaction to Friday's shootdown of another high-flying object. This time over Alaska. Where'd it come from? I don't know
2: that they weren't testing us with the first balloon incident. We don't know where this one came from. Right. Probably China, uh, possibly Russia. But uh, you you can almost guarantee that it was it was uh, uh, launched by someone who does not wish us well.
0: Mississippi GOP Senator Roger Wicker on Fox. Talking 2024 presidential politics, one Republican whose name is drawing some attention at this early date, the governor of New Hampshire.
1: That live free or die motto, it's it's not just a motto, right? It's about limited government, low taxes, local control, individual liberties and responsibilities. Whether we agree with your politics or not, you come first, not us. Chris Sununu on Fox's Kabuto Live. America is listening to Fox News. The 9 30 WFMD Skyscan. Forecaster for Frederick in the surrounding counties. For well, this afternoon, sunny high about 46. Clouds move in tonight, mostly cloudy, low 33. Tomorrow, Sunday, a slight chance of snow and sleep before 11 a.m., and a chance of rain and sleep between 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., and a chance of rain after 2 p.m., cloudy with a high of 44. Sunday night, 50% chance of rain, cloudy, low 34. Chance of rain in the morning on Monday, sunny, high 54. PJ's Roofing, when it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit PJsRoofing.com. I'm Jim Tice. It's your financial
0: editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts or wherever you grab your podcast. You can uh, download it there. Thanks so much for being with us this weekend. I appreciate it as always. If you're new to the program, welcome. Um, if you've been with us, uh, gosh, it's been over 25 years now since I started the program. So um, thanks for being with us, uh, whether from the very beginning or uh, somewhere in between. Really good program uh, laid out for you today, as I had mentioned. i very happy to have as my guest today miss riley Gaines. she's a 12-time all-american ncaa athlete she attended uh, kentucky university and she's currently a spokesperson for independent women's forum okay so moms grandmoms aunts family friends and all of us really that care about our youth and today in particular about young ladies uh, and girls, uh, this is for you. This is really important uh, when we do care about um, our children and, uh, and young adults and, and what's going on in their lives. It's important to talk about everything uh, it impacts them, that impacts them in sports or in the business world or in school, whatever it may be. So we're going to be talking um, about those kind of things, and I'm going to give some information in just a bit about uh, how you can follow up on this conversation. And, and do some of your own homework, and uh, hopefully do it with uh, with a, a young lady, a girl, um, and educate them. So, I'd like to welcome into the program my guest, as I mentioned, Miss Riley Gaines. Good morning, Riley. How are you?
2: Good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. So thanks a lot for taking the time to join us. I know you're very busy. You're out there spreading the word. Do me a favor, set up for our audience a little bit about you, um, how you grew up, your passion for swimming, the commitment and how it all played out.
2: Yes. So I actually started swimming at like the age of four. Like most elite athletes, you start when you're super young. And so um, eventually, it got time to where I was starting to choose my colleges, and I was super fortunate to where I had lots of options, and so I ended up going to the University of Kentucky. Um, my senior year, which was last year, I had made it my goal to win a national title. Um, I was on pace for that until out of nowhere our senior year, this person started posting the fastest times in the nation um, among lots of events by multiple seconds and of course at the time I didn't know this person whose name is Leah Thomas was in fact a biological male I just thought this this female was came out of nowhere to be beating out American record holders Olympians and all the things and so we eventually did find out that this person was a man and truthfully when I found this out I was shocked but quite honestly relieved because it made sense in my head now as to why this person was leading the nation. And so fast forward to our NCAA championships, the NCAA about three weeks before we competed announced that Leah would in fact be competing against us in the women's category, which was just kind of this feeling of disbelief in a way. And so we sat on the sidelines that first day and watched Leah Thomas win a national title in the 500 freestyle. And then the next day, Thomas and I competed against each other in the 200 freestyle to where we actually tied. And upon time, the NCAA gave the trophies to Thomas. And when I questioned this, um, they said they had to do this for photo purposes. And so that's truthfully when I decided I had had enough kind of with what was happening. Um, Because not only were we being forced to compete against a biological man, and change in a locker room with a biological man, we were um, being sidelined to men. And so, really, since last March, I've been outspoken on this issue and why it's important to protect women's sports.
0: Well, congratulations on all of that. Uh, you know, again, uh, your commitment as a little kid at four. And I know, like you said, for um, that high level elite athlete you know getting up early in the morning working late at night getting all your school work done in between and that just that commitment's a wonderful thing and um you know those of us who appreciate it uh it's just a joy to watch so congratulations on all that and then um so you mentioned about um uh william thomas so i remember seeing uh some time ago he went from being ranked as a as a male which he is from, like, 264th or 267th in the country or whatever, and then when he decided that, I guess, that wasn't good enough and that he wanted to just, you know, uh, beat uh, females, um, all of a sudden he becomes, like you said, this superstar. Um, Didn't anybody see this coming? Like, I understand what you were saying. It was a shock and kind of out of nowhere, but wasn't there a little bit of a lead-up to this?
2: You know, I maybe this is just because i'm from tennessee where we're not necessarily exposed to things like this but often i feel like this is kind of my little like safe red bubble in a way um so maybe i was just naive to it but i did not foresee this coming at all um when i saw thomas when i thought thomas was an actual biological female when i saw these times being posted it never once occurred to me that this could be a man um, of course, when you're looking up Leah Thomas and finding no prior stats, it it still didn't occur to me. Um, and when it finally did, and you're able to look up Thomas, who actually was a lot worse than you're even giving them credit for, Thomas was ranked 462nd at oh best gosh. in the middle category. <laughs> and then, so when I saw this information in front of my face, I thought surely the NCAA could see – the blatantly obvious unfair advantage to which Thomas had. Um but again, that is not what the NCAA that's not the route they took. They took um the route of protecting one person's identity and feelings at the expense of the other fourteen thousand Division one female swimmers.
0: Yeah, just so ridiculous, and and you know we've been pointing it out, uh, pointing out this type of stuff from the very beginning. Um, I'm going to squeeze a, a quick break in here. We come back. We'll get uh, my guest, Miss Riley Gaines. Um, we'll get her take on the impact that that she really sees uh, being right there, front and center. When when you have uh, males participating in female uh, sports, number one, it's sick in my mind, as you know, and uh, number two, it's just so unfair. So uh, we're gonna uh, talk with her in, in just a little bit. This quick break, right back.
2: Tim, I'm so excited. Do you know what's coming? I don't know. It's your birthday. Day at Enzo Y. Ugh. That's right. Roses are red, violets are blue, and all they really want is something that goes... Pew, pew. Remember this Valentine's Day that happiness begins with Hafers. From now until Valentine's Day, with every new firearm purchase, receive a bouquet of chocolate pretzel rods from Kuby's Cakes. Hafers Guns,
0: proud to be voted the best in the tri-state four years in a row. Hafers Guns.
2: 15411
0: National Pike, Hagerstown.
2: 6541 Williamsport Pike, Falling Waters, West Virginia, and online at hafersguns.com. Pew, pew. You know weather bug users when you see them. The umbrellas before the storm. The scarves before the blizzard.
0: The flip flops before the heat wave. The prepared few.
2: Well, not so few.
0: Over 10 million people use the Weatherbug app for hyper-local weather reports and real-time updates that prepare you for whatever happens next. With more free map layers than any other weather app, Weatherbug sees the unforeseen to protect you from the unpredictable. Download the Weatherbug app today for free.
1: The talk of
2: Mid-Maryland. Interesting topics that people call in on. 9.30.
1: That's how I stay informed.
2: WFMD.
0: Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD. At WFMD.com and as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts. You can grab it there. Uh, continuing our conversation with my guest this morning, Miss Riley Gaines, twelve-time uh, All-American college athlete, uh, phenomenal swimmer, uh, swimmer. She went to Kentucky University, and um, she was sharing with us her uh, unfortunate experience with uh, William Thomas, the uh, the guy from University of Penn who decided since uh, he couldn't make the grade as a male swimmer, he was just going to go over and swim against the females and uh, do the best job he could do over there. Um, a ton of pushback, but not enough because people are afraid. Um, even though they know they're telling the truth and what the truth is, uh, they don't step up and follow through. That's not the case with Riley. Uh, so, you know, Riley, we were talking right before the break there, and— um, If you could, you know, kind of just let our listeners know um, how the other athletes reacted.
2: Yes. So 98% of people agree with me. Um, Even just on my team at Kentucky where we had 40 girls, there were only two girls who disagreed. And, of course, those two girls are dating each other. So if that tells you anything. But 98% of people agree with me, especially Leah Thomas' teammates to which I talked to great great lengths with. Even yesterday, I had a conversation with one of the girls who is petrified to come out and speak publicly with her name attached just because of the amount of gaslighting and emotional blackmail and intimidation that her school put on her. Um, They were required every week to attend LGBT mandatory meetings Um, When they were uncomfortable with the locker room situation, being in a locker room um, where male genitalia is exposed, they were told that they need to seek counseling and to educate themselves on how oppressed these people are. Um, They were told that their school has made their stance for them. Um, They were told they will never get into grad school. They will never get a job if they speak out and all of these horrible, awful things um, that that scarred them and truthfully made them
0: terrified of retaliation in some form. Yeah, You know, it's just, it's so sickening to hear this type of thing. And we're hearing it more and more uh, with uh, the ridiculous drag queen shows to little kids and all. It's just, like I said, literally it's sickness. Um, so let's switch gears a little bit. Tell us about independent women's forum and how you guys impact uh females and try to help little girls and, and young ladies, things of that nature and um, and some resources for our listeners
2: Yes, so I've actually um, started working with Independent Women Forum of course, I'm tackling all of the different sports issues um, and what I'm really trying to do is fight this at both the state and federal level so what that entails is traveling to different states and advocating against this, whether that be in courts of law, um, where I'm testifying in support of any sort of fairness, women's sports bill, um, which has been extremely successful. We I testified in Virginia a couple of days ago, and this has now advanced past the subcommittee, past the floor, or past the full committee, and now it's on the House floor, which is amazing. Um, I believe there's been about. About 20 states or so that have passed some sort of Fairness Women's Sports Bill, um, protecting anywhere from elementary school all the way through college, um, sometimes stopping at 12th grade. But these are all good steps, but of course we want this to, to passed in all 50 states. Um, and then at the federal level, I am doing everything I can to ensure that Title IX is upheld um, on the basis of sex, which of course why it was created. Um, That's what it was intended intended to protect. But the Biden administration is actively working to rewrite Title IX so that it is now sex equates to gender identity, um, which would not only affect sports, this would affect um, dorms. So you would be forced to room with the biological male, and if you're uncomfortable with it, you would actually be the one committing sexual harassment. Um, And so I'm working alongside um, this at the federal level as well. The Stuby bill was just filed last week, which is amazing. Um, The Stuby bill essentially upholds Title IX. Um, So lots of good things are happening. And like you said, I think people are opening their eyes because they're realizing this isn't just women's sports. It's the eradication of women at the systemic level, what's happening in prisons, what's happening, of course, within the education system. Um, pushing this stuff to kids who don't even know their ABCs. And I think parents, regardless of where they stand on the political spectrum, they're opening their eyes and they're seeing the problem of this. And that's what I think makes this topic in particular so special is that this is a winning issue. Um, there are so few percentage of voters, again, regardless of where and how you vote, who agree with this. No no parrot, no rational, logical parent wants their kids to miss out on opportunities their kids to be in a dangerous position in their sport because this is a safety issue as well in a lot of sports i didn't have to deal with that in swimming but think about volleyball or softball or different things where there's physical contact involved and of course parents don't want their their child in a locker room with a man undressing and exposing himself while their child is undressing. um but some ways to get involved, definitely follow along with org. You can go to the website. There's lots of resources there. Um, they're always posting breaking stories, which I think is crucial to stay educated because I think the left tries to push this narrative that it's a non-issue, but that could not be farther from the truth. This is happening at all ages, um, all sports, all divisions. doesn't matter. Um, so just really staying involved on... Um, the continuing alarming amount that this is happening. Um, And of course, if there are any female athletes specifically, you don't have to be a female athlete, anyone, but it's extremely powerful from a female athlete to just use their voice. We need more people who are willing to take a strong and firm stance because in reality, a majority of people, the large majority, agree with me and my stance and so many other um, female swimmers' stance, but they're terrified so if we could band together and use our voices as one it would be so extremely powerful
0: Yeah, I I agree 100 percent. And, and, you know, well said. And um, again, it's IWF.org, folks. A ton of interesting, educational, free information right there. Uh, You can learn more about uh, our guest this morning, Miss Riley Gaines. Didn't have the chance to get into. um, You were actually even at the uh, State of the Union address. But uh, maybe next time we'll we'll tackle that when we have a, a couple extra minutes and um i just want to first congratulate you you know you're extremely successful young lady um extremely well spoken i think you're doing you know the good lord's work and i just i appreciate that i have a 21 year old daughter and uh, fortunately, she has strength and um, we just need so much more of that, not just in sports, but in school and in the workplace and, and everywhere else as them, you know, as, as ladies grow into moms and wives and all the other stuff. So thank you for uh, for what you're doing. I really appreciate it. And um, and, and, and best of luck to you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much. I I truly just appreciate the opportunity to to speak on this. So thank you.
0: Okay, great, Riley. Have a good rest of the weekend. And um, look, folks, go to iwf.org. Um, And there's a ton of good articles. Uh, Riley, like I said, she was um, at the State of the Union. She was down on Capitol Hill the other day. She was um, earlier. Well, she's everywhere. But, you know, talking about what's going on in college. And, And we have to look past that, too. I mean, this is a successful person who's been blessed with talent, so successful in in swimming as an athlete, but she's using that um, in other fantastic ways. Really impressive young lady. Um, And that's the kind of person you want to expose your daughter or granddaughter to. um, If you're, you know, mom, grandmom, uh, grandfather, whoever it might be, this is the type of person we need to uh, hear more from. Um, And especially the work that they're doing, so good for her. And uh, we'll try to get her on another time, and uh, and learn, kind of get an update maybe later in the year. So um, we'll we'll keep that on the books. Uh, That does it for us. We're out of time. We'll be talking with you on the Morning News Express with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick. That's at uh, 5.50, 6.50, 7.50 a.m. Each weekday morning, live conversations. And then we're here next uh, Saturday again for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. So thanks so much for being with us. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success. (laughs) past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at wfmd.com, a service of Holzapfel Heating and Air Conditioning.
1: Connoisseur Media in Mid-Maryland.
2: WFMD,
0: Frederick.
1: Two o'clock.